This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can tune in with us all throughout the playoffs. The Sixers win games three and four to tie the series at 2-2. Embiid returns, and we look like an entirely different team. Vintage James Harden makes an appearance, and I can't believe how good Tyrese Maxey is. We will also give you our predictions for the rest of the series. So, with all that being said, here is First Name Dane. Playoff edition of Sixers Group Therapy. I am your host, Alex Wynn, aka Playoff Nuge. And just remember, we only pod after the wins. As always, I am joined by the gang. First, we have someone who ran the Broad Street Run, stopped for two beers, and still finished at a 755 per mile pace. That is June 1. <laughs> After seeing my photos, they uh, immediately drug tested me. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have someone who should have NBA award voting privileges. That is Crip Hamilton, a.k.a. Say the Bucket. I like that. I like that. I should. I should, shouldn't I? I should have that kind of. Yeah, we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that. I I got some hot takes tonight. I'm ready to go. I'm not holding back. I'm channeling my inner Carl Falks here. I'm ready to go. And last but not least, we have someone who has teamed up with me to sell four seats total to game six. So if anyone's interested, let us know. That is JB Mudbones. Strip out those those fees from the scummy corporations and DM Nuge, playoff news. We'll get you a good deal. You take your your significant others, your nephews, your friends. Ooh. Parents, oh my god, home run. We, we could do two and two, it doesn't have to be you know four people. We'll split it up, whatever you guys need to do, just let us know. Uh, JB, is there anything that can convince you to go to the game? Um, like if we won tomorrow, I could there's like an eight percent chance of convincing me to go. If we lose tomorrow, there's negative 50, negative a million percent chance. Of <laughs> I can uh, I can talk I could talk you into it. I'd, I'd like a crack at that. I don't I don't actually want to I don't I don't actually want to go, but I want to I want to see if I can get you on that eight <laughs> percent. Um, this might sound old to me, but I think I like watching at home. Does anyone oh, else agree? Couldn't agree more. It's like yeah. I can't do the crowds, you know, the the traffic, gotta pay for parking, and then like you know. TVs are so nice these days. You have a huge TV. You have, you know, LED lights and uh, a sound sound a sound system and surround sound and get food whenever you want. Go to the bathroom whenever you want. I don't know. I kind of like watching at home. But uh, there's nothing worse than after a, after a, a brutal loss like like we had a couple of weeks ago, just filing out with all the other peasants, you know, just waiting to get on the escalator and you got to drive home. What a mi- oh my god, dude, miserable, miserable yeah. experience. I'm at the point that like win or loss like the only reason i'd want to be in the stadium is if like to be at that Knicks tj 
game winner like game <laughs> and what are the odds that never happened so like uh-huh. I, I i love the couch that's like by far option one but i don't mind like going to a bar with like a reasonable amount of people uh-huh. just not whatever 20 grand it's all it's all for kids everything's for kids i think it's all for kids the whole thing is a circus they're doing shit the whole time during the game you know shooting t-shirt can it's all for kids i think yeah you know, like we we we've been through it. We we've been through our fair share of games. You know, oh, yeah. the the good ones, the heartbreaking ones. June, you know, all too well the heartbreaking ones, and it, it is what it is. But you know, I, I enjoy a game or two or season, but for the most part, I'm going to stay home. So, fellas, since our last pod, uh, our last pod came after Game Three of the Raptor series, and B just hit the game winner. The Sixers went up three zero. Gave us a little stress by dropping the next two games, but eventually took care of the Raptors in six. That was a very good Philly sports night. That same night the Eagles traded for AJ Brown. And then just like that, the next day, the joy was short lived. Wait a minute, out- wait a minute, wait a minute. We haven't potted since the Embiid game winner. We have not. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry to sorry to interrupt. Continue. I think we need to <laughs> So we got a lot of ground to cover, more than a I lot, thought. A lot to cover, a lot to cover. Um, we found out MB broke his face. Um, guys, I, I think I speak for all of us when we were – I think we were all very down. Uh, like, this always happens, all that shit. Of course, uh, what, four out of five years in the playoffs, MB got hurt. The only time he didn't was a stupid bubble when Ben Simmons got hurt. Uh, but then um, probably convinced us we could steal one of the first two. Ended up not happening. We lost both games in Miami. Then Embiid was initially listed out for game three. And then as the day progressed, they're like, he has a chance. And he ended up playing. We end up taking games three and four. And now the Sixers have tied it up at 2-2. So, fellas, I'm going to start with June. Talk to me about your roller coaster of emotions as we go through this Eastern Conference semifinals. Oh, boy. So we haven't fought it since game three, where we're like, oh, my God, this is it. We've turned the page. We're going to sweep those guys up in Canada. And then, boom, then we're talking ourselves into, wow, I hope Doc Rivers blows the first 3-0 lead. <laughs> Can't wait till this is all over. And then, you know, again, like the Sixers and all the roller coaster rides, we looked amazing. Uh, second half of game six to, to to close that series out. Then, boom, freaking Embiid is out. Siakam's elbow just crushed his face. Oh, man. Oh, my God, I got to <laughs> go on. There's so much things that happen. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it really is insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, summing it up, but you guys can all go into detail. Um, so, like, we basically – so we played the first two games against Miami without Embiid. And we're like, damn, we're freaking doomed. Like, even with a 50% Embiid, like, this series is over. And boom, now we're here. After two games in Philly with a packed arena where Tyler Hero cannot play well, we ousted Miami and to bring this series tied 2-2. Holy shit. We're going to do it. We're there he is. It. There it's, he is. Uh, it's crazy how fast the playoffs can, can turn around. You know, you go from 
2-0. Like, there's a chance we get swept. All of a sudden, it's now a best-of-three series. So, Dave, you're up next. What's up? Oh, yeah. I mean, June, great, great, uh, great timeline. Uh, the nude, you said it, the roller coaster, man. Woof. Understatement. I mean, really, that was like uh, the from the game winner. That was just like the top of the mountain. And then, you know, the rug gets pulled out when they lose the two. And, you know, and then uh, we're back on top of the world. Game six, that team showed up. And honestly, I know it's easy to get caught up in the deficiencies and the ugly, hardened performances and the and be broken faces, but that those three of the four wins against Toronto. And, you know, that's, that's this team too, you know, and I, I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to, you know, focus on that version of the Sixers. That's the good version, you know, and uh, we're, we, and it really it's the, you know, those two games, first of all, I'm so underwhelmed and, and unimpressed with Miami Toronto, Toronto, this version, this, the, our team without Embiid, if we had to play Toronto without Embiid in any of those games, we would have won or lost, excuse me, won. We would have lost by 60 points minimum. Toronto is so much better than Miami. I'm, I'm so underwhelmed by Miami. I know we're going to win the series. If, if Embiid's out there and the, there's your MVP case right there, we, you know, are hardly a playoff t- playing team without him the first two games. And then he just shows up, you know, 50% of himself with a broken face and a torn thumb and a right out of concussion protocols. And he just changes everything, just his presence out there. You know, they can't get, it, it opens things up, you know, for us, I've been screaming that, you know, those first two games in Miami that, you know, we were like 14 for 65 from three or whatever it was. And now we're like 36 for 64 from three at home. It's just, I don't know, maybe the home teams are knocking down the threes and that really seems to have been the difference so far, but I, I like to believe Embiid being out there, just kind of he, you know, even if he's not fully himself, he still, you know, attracts so much gravity that it opens things up, gets everybody cleaner looks. And, you know, I think as long as he's out there, I, I really, you know, I think they can win four in a row. Why not get these fucking losers out of here and let's let Boston and Milwaukee beat the shit out of each other. But yeah, the roller coaster is unreal. Couldn't believe I refused to believe when he broke his face. You guys remember, I, I knew it couldn't end this way. It's, it just cannot end this way. And here we are at the top of the mountain again. And uh, so we, that means there, there's probably a rug pull on the horizon. But, you know, we take it one day at a time and, and enjoy when it's good, right? Enjoy it when it's good. It's all you can do. Well said, Dave. JB, what are your feelings in the series? I mean, I agree that we should win, but we're still the 76ers who – I could just see us coming out flat tomorrow, which, I mean, I hope I'm so wrong. Um, but, like, I don't know. Is it, wasn't, wasn't Miami shanking threes at least last game? Like, we were shanking threes in the first two games. Like, I, I feel like they were definitely due to make some more of them, and obviously home court's scary. Like, I, I would bet on us to win the series at this point in time, but I, I, I don't have – I don't have the full Dave, Dave confidence. We got to just win. We got to win two out of three, JB. It's easy. We're a better team. <laughs> I want to win two out of two. <laughs> that, that would be the best. Yeah. Just to, yeah, yeah. to, to have to insert Embiid and basically do a reverse sweep would be pretty cool. But like I'm with you, JB, just, or just win two out of three. We'll say, you know. I can't lose tomorrow. <laughs> like, no. yeah. that'll, that'll end me. Another game seven in the second round. Oh, uh, on the road. Oh. Uh. <laughs> no, you, you know what? Let me real quick. I, we're slaying dragons. We called this the reunion tour from the beginning. Toronto, done. 
got them, got that monkey off the back. Embiid hit his game winner, the same court the Kawhi shot went in. That checked that off the revenge list. You know, game three in the Miami series, first game back in Philly. Embiid, you know, dramatic an hour before the game. He might play, he might play. He's up there optimistic he's going to play. He plays, you know, the last game three when we were down 0-2 in the second round was the confetti game. You know, we showed up, we pulled the dub out, one by 20, got that monkey off our backs. Game four, down 2-1 to one at home in the second round. You know, that feels like, uh, you know, 2009, Hito Turkoglu hits the hits the three. You know, we could have been up 3-1 in that Orlando series, right? That the Iggy Lou Williams team could have been up 3-1 to one against Orlando. Turkoglu hits the game four Sunday matinee. Dagger, you know, that felt like it was going to be one of those games where we go down 3-1. They pulled it out again. Just checking off one box at a time on the revenge tour, I believe. I smelled blood in the water, baby. I do. Well, uh, while you were talking, uh, Boston just took a 10-point lead on, on Milwaukee. 10. With three minutes okay. left. So that, wow. that series is going to be 2-2. Two, two. So if mm. we do mm. have the good fortune of proceeding to the next round, maybe we do complete that revenge tour by seeing Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I'm not going to get too, too ahead of myself. Because we still got, uh, you know, we still got a best of threes series coming up. But uh, I'm with I'm with you guys. Like I'm, if putting my Sixers biases aside, I'm like pretty confident we're the better team. And like I don't think it's anybody. Like I think it's pretty clear if that beats on the floor, we outclass the Miami Heat. But you know that being said, it's not the first time. It wouldn't be the first time the Buster team has won a series through some weird events. You know, so. Uh, I'm going to still keep my uh, my cautiously optimistic attitude, but I think there's a chance we pull off game five. What do you guys think? I know we're going to pull off game five. I don't see a scenario where we don't. I don't <laughs> see myself going to bed angry tomorrow. I really don't. I really don't. It's my wife. It's, Steph, it's Steph's birthday. Shout out my lovely bride. It's her birthday. And, uh, you know, I, I can't ruin her birthday. So they have to win. We have Three, to. Uh, they have to win. Were they open the show? We're we're plus three, so what's that mean? Dogs. We uh, we're can... dogs. Yeah, small dog. <sighs> small dog. Chihuahuas. Yeah. Don't they don't they usually say they give three points to the home team? Yeah, I wanted to say that. I don't know if that's like a football thing, but sure, that's why not. So they they expect it to be a close game, which you know it very well could be. Um, what do you guys think? of Glenn Rivers after the first two games. The first two games were a disaster, right? He's willingly playing a negative on our team and DeAndre Jordan. Literally, we went from possibly the best player in the NBA, MVP candidate, to the worst player in the NBA. And he kept rolling him out, and it looked very bad. I think I think the advanced stats have DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Jordan at like a minus 50 like per 100, 100 possessions. And then I'm listening to the Bill Simmons podcast today, and he's saying, I did not expect Glenn Rivers to outcoach Eric Spolestra or Spolstra in games three and four. So, guys, what do you think? Has, has Doc won back a little trust from us? Like, the expect, like, although everyone, obviously, we wanted to steal one game in the first two, like, the odds were stacked against us. We did not have the MVP or our best by far player. But the 
what we put out there, if we had a 5% chance, no, we probably had a 25% chance and Doc made it a 5% chance. Like for exactly the reasons you just said, Nuge. He was uh, adamant with this DeAndre Jordan shit, which was like literally being trolled on by not just like Philly idiots, but literally all the national people that are all over Twitter. Like I love the John Hollinger guy just because I know how much he loves Paul Reed. Um, but it was just, it was so embarrassing. Like it, it was, it was ugly. Um, but I don't know. I guess it's hard to complain when you win two in a row. So I don't, I don't remember what he's done to make me mad for the last two games, except this like carousel of fur convent shake. Like neither of them are actually good enough. So just pick one. Yeah. I think, I think in that case, it definitely has to be shake. I don't know. I just, I don't trust Furcon to do anything on the floor right now. At least Shake, he can somewhat stay with his man and like can actually dribble. But uh, you, you hit the nail right on the head, JB. The the first two games, like there's a non-zero chance he was like betting on those games. Like there's there's just no way. I think the 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 Heat were shooting like 85 percent at the rim when DeAndre Jordan was in, and he played like a substantial amount of minutes, and like. He kept taking B-ball Paul out because he got into foul trouble, but who cares? Like, just let him foul out. Like, you have no shot with Deontay Jordan in. But since then, obviously, Embiid's a big part of it. Uh, I think he's doing, done fine with, you know, the rotations and, you know, staggering Embiid and Harden and getting everyone else involved and everything like that because Miami really was – and, you know, probably more of the credit is – to Harden because Miami was really denying the ball to Embiid late in that fourth quarter and Harden took over. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about James Harden. He uh, didn't look great the first two games. I was calling him wash. I was saying he was over. And then especially yesterday, this totally took over. We got a little bit of vintage James Harden. So someone talked to me about James Harden. Can he keep this up in the series? I want to talk about James Harden. I uh, Yeah, it's, it hasn't been great. You know, I've been I've been calling for a, a vintage a vintage dial back for uh, weeks now. <laughs> better better late than never, but uh, you know, I think uh, it's it's still in there. We're not definitely not going to see it as frequently as I think we all hoped we would, and that we thought we would when we first got him, because those first two weeks were still just once again it doesn't make any sense uh, how you know the weirdness just always finds a way to take over, but. He uh, he was great last night. That was like, you know, he had 16 points in the fourth quarter and hit four clutch threes and was just all over the place. He got whatever he wanted. He was shooting quickly and confidently and not thinking. And I still I want to bring James Harden back. And I, that's what I wanted to say. I would even bring Doc back. I know I'm f- probably fucking delusional, but honestly, just the continuity is I've, I've seen enough like the the flashes of, of dominance that I've seen from this team. There's something here. And I think there's really something to continuity and whether it's for, for, you know, whether it's right or wrong, I think, you know, you can't every, every dynasty, every championship organization in NBA history, they have consistency. They don't, their coaching isn't a revolving door. Their front office isn't a revolving tour. They're not making blockbuster trades every, every summer, you know, let these, I, would I give, do I want to give James Harden five years, 300 million right now? No, <laughs> not not particularly, or isn't it more than that? Isn't, I don't even know what it is, but it's bad and it's a lot. He shouldn't get it. He certainly hasn't earned it. I don't think, you know, anyone's, you know, banging at the door to give it to him, but I would definitely give him like, you know, two years, a hundred million. I'd give him 50 a year for the next two years, player option in year two, you know, come back, go vegan this summer, 
you know, get the hamstring right, do the flotation tanks and the cryo and come back, go looking spry next year and, you know, opt out year two and then maybe earn a long-term deal. But I wouldn't just give it to him on a silver platter. But, you know, all that being said, I think there's something for continuity. I don't blame Doc. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, he should have played Paul Reed all year. But, you know, if anything, we bullied him into realizing that, you know, Paul Reed is the backup center of the future. And maybe he so takes such a year three leap next year when he has to play. There's no way he's not in the regular rotation that we can like rest Embiid more and just let Paul Reed play starters minutes a lot next year. Year three of Maxi and Paul Reed taking that 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 jump. Um, you know, who knows how much better Maxi's gonna be. You know, just it's I've tried not to lose sight of how the frustration of the Ben Simmons era. And it's like I'll take I'll take 65% James over Simmons any day. I mean, yeah, the the step back threes can be frustrating and he looks like he lost a step for sure, but at least he's taking them, you know. And you'll have nights like last night when he goes 31, seven and nine and hits four threes in the fourth quarter, you know, and he's our quarterback. You know, he's uh he's looking to he's not the ball hog, you know, everybody wants him to be Houston James Harden, but Houston James Harden never won shit. You know, he was a ball hog and you know, didn't be, you know, choked in the playoffs. And, you know, he's, this is like, uh, you know, the next, the next stage in his evolution. He's trying to like, he's, he's, you know, Max's biggest fan. He's trying to get Toby going. He feeds Joel. He's not, you know, this egotistical guy that everybody, you know, that he always was before. And I think this is his home and I want to keep him. I want to keep this team together. Even Toby, if Toby, Toby's going to star in his role like this and, you know, bring him, bring him everybody back. And, and plug the holes, you know, plug the holes, get some athletic wings that can rebound and hit a shot and a real backup point guard. And, you know, that's what Daryl does, right? He works the fringes. So let's, uh, let's get some fucking consistency. You know, that was a lot. What do you guys think? There's a lot to unpack there. I've been meaning I, to uh, say that though. I have, I have no Toby complaints. He's done exactly what I wanted him to do. And it's just nice not having to watch Toby that's trying to do too much and he, he's just playing his role. I, I've, I've loved what I've seen from Toby. I'd, I'd be open to it. What do you guys think? Yeah. Or it's, I mean, I'm never, I'm never opposed to sell high, you know, <laughs> we'll see what's that's, out there. That's also true. His, his, his value <laughs> is at an all time high, but like yeah. if it's, well, it's, it's it, a lot depends on how, like how deep of a run we make, you know, if we end up getting bounced now or have a frustrating exit to the Celtics to the Bucks, that could very well change it. But uh, I it is t- still tempting to be able to shed him, and I've always wanted playable wings on this team. But guys, what do you talk to me about? How not only James, but the role players if they're stepping up. If you if people look back at our ar- archives and hearing you say that you would you want to keep Toby going into next year, <laughs> if he's gonna if he's gonna play like this, yeah, this is all we've been asking for. This is what we've been screaming for for two years. I, I think you I think you gotta sell high still. Yeah, I agree. I would I mean, yeah. I mean that's why like that's what I'm saying. No matter what happens, I for once, since for the first time in six years, I have full confidence in our front office that they're gonna do the smart thing. And uh, you know Daryl's gonna be canvassing to see what he will see what's out there, you know, especially if they do play with fire and, and pay hard and any kind of real money. You can't have all that money tied up, especially when Maxie's gonna be due. For, for, for a nice little contract in a couple of years. So I, I think they'll definitely be looking to see, you know, if they can sell high on Toby and, you know, maybe get like a, you know, Jeremy Grant. Ooh, dude, you could do some stuff, man. You could you could put some pieces on this team with uh, with Maxie Harden and Bede and Paul Reed. 
Oof. When can uh, when can Maxi negotiate a extension next summer? I'll tell you. I'll go. I'll find out right now. I think, I think, it's, uh, I think it's next. They'll summer. probably they'll poison pill him, which means like he'll sign an extension and then with one more year on his rookie deal, and then uh, I see. I'm gonna I'm gonna clear. I'll I'll get it pulled up. I'll go, I'll he'll do what John ja Morant did. He's gonna get the John ja Morant special. Which uh, first of all, let's look at Maxi. He is so. Maxi is on his rookie deal, so he's he's making <laughs> wow, dude. He's making two point seven million next year, and then the year after that, 2023-2024, team option four point three million. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna exercise that team option four point three million. <laughs> I, I think so. And then so the the year after that, 2024-2025, he's got a six point two million dollar qualifying offer which I think they'll like, that'll be year one of like a balloon payment. Like he'll make like, like right now it's 2.7 next year, 4.3 the year after. And then the year after that, I think when he'll sign an extension before that season and it'll be, he'll make like 30 million that third, the third year, 24, 25, at which point coincidentally Maxi's due for an extension the same tum- summer that Toby expires. We got Toby for next year and the year after. And uh, and B's locked up, dude. Our cap sheets look clean, dude. This is so exciting. I'm, dude. What happens not, when you? We're not getting. I wish I, I wish I could. I wish I could share my screen. Can I share my screen? <laughs> what happens when we have when you add fifty million to Harden? Um. Well, dude. Right now, in 2024, 2025, we have uh one player under contract, Joel Embiid, forty-seven million. So we just have a blank canvas. Now you can add Maxi's thirty million to that, so that's seventy-seven right there. And then James is fifty, <laughs> so that <laughs> so that's one hundred and twenty-seven for three guys. But the <laughs> salary cap could be like two hundred million by then. You know, okay, inflation, right? With this inflation, <laughs> it might be yeah. double. Salary cap might be two fifty by then. You know, we could really build out a build out a team there. <laughs> Toby, Toby could be looking like a bargain in a couple of years. With that salary cap, <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, we got uh, we got plenty of options, plenty of options, and uh, I would like to bring everybody back and or maybe see what's out there on a toe package, package Toby and Thibel. Ooh, see what you get back. Fill out the roster. If you could get like uh, OG Ananobi and Jeremy Grant, Ooh, imagine that. Hey, we. Uh... We're still in the playoffs, so <laughs> we're still in the playoffs. So we, <laughs> yeah, let's win this. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> win the series first. But you know, while you brought him up, we, the majority of that was Maxi. Guys, I he's the he has a third highest scoring average in the playoffs ever for a player that's twenty one or younger, and one of those players above him is LeBron James. I've never seen a Sixers player catch fire like he does in some spurts, like in Game Three. So, talk to me, Tyrese Maxey. He he's the be- like the luckiest thing or best thing that's ever happened. Like if if Embiid did not pan out, we were shit anyway, and we would have just moved on to the next year and hoped and probably not gotten anyone good. Like it if Maxey didn't pan out, we are doomed. Like he was he's the only thing like he single handedly has kept us in contention by being not good like phenomenal um and and everything we need 
He's and he's the coolest kid ever. Oh my so god. Funny. I have nothing bad I could ever say about that dude. He was born in the year 2000. <laughs> That's so crazy. Insane. So That's crazy. crazy. Oh, November November 4th, 2000. Oh my. Is that Miles' bar- No, that was Miles' bar mitzvah. November 7th. November 7th. Uh, something's November 4th. November 4th. I don't know. But uh yeah, he's a He's a legit franchise player. Like that's what I when I when we when we made the Harden trade, it was like, all right, we have a present and a future. We got Harden and Embiid right now. You know, maybe two two solid prime years left. Maybe less than that now. Fast forwarding, but uh, and then but Maxi, man, I mean, hey, what a game changer! Well, I mean, what kind of leap could he take? You know, why can't he be as good as John ja Morant? I see no reason why. You know, no reason why John ja Morant took a crazy leap this year in his year three, and uh, why can't Maxi do the same? Guarantee he's a harder worker. Guarantee. I just I can't believe he went from like he has like a little promise in his shot, but he's not a good shooter yet, to like actively sh- seeking out threes in the playoffs in James. the second round of the playoff series. It's James is and coaching. James, I credit I credit I credit, I credit the quarterback. I credit the, I credit the Wiley vet. He's got a good mentor. He, hey, what for what for he, how many years in the leagues he's had? He's had some pretty good mentors with him: Danny Green, James Harden. You know. What do you say in that Milwaukee game to before uh, right before the All Star break? You gonna you gonna play tonight? And then he came back out. That might be that might be the first maxi burst, right? Was that the and first maxi burst? Over, yeah, yeah, that's it, it, James. He just like he gets into these like crazy like catches fire like especially versus the Heat. He did that one time in the regular season when we didn't have Embiid or James Harden, and then he probably saved us in game three because the Heat were mounting a little bit of a comeback. And then he started splashing threes and he had that one hustle play, which look, Philadelphia, if you will cheer hustle plays as, as much as any spectacular play out there and that hustle to save it from all the way at the other end of the court and, and ended up in an MB and one, like he, that was game, game three, changer. right? That, that was, was game, game three. three. Yeah. And then the alley-oop, the alley-oop to Toby last night in crunch oh my time. God. That but might dude, be one of the best Sixers plays of all time. Like he's a he's a he's a franchise player. Like franchise players make plays like that that make you go wow at least once a game. And he has those moments at twenty one yeah. in the, in the like, on the brightest biggest stage. The TNT announcer makes everything a wow. <laughs> yeah, he does. That was a wow though. I don't mind that. That was a wow. What's his name? Grant Hill and who? What's his name? He's got a weird name. I don't remember his name. Everything's breathtaking. <laughs> that's good but like that's how many players like you saw Embiid posting up trying to get the ball and then you saw Jimmy kind of creeping up how many Sixers would have tried to make that pass and Jimmy would have stole it like at nine times yeah. out of ten and Maxi just won a pass to the Bias Harris that might be one of the best playoff plays I've ever seen a Sixer do that was Fire. fantastic that was when awesome. we're done I'm gonna go get get in bed and just put, pop my headphones in and just re-watch all the highlights the crowd I was electric up. last night. The crowd was I electric last the game. night. They showed up. Yeah, they were. Credit to them. Yeah. If we show I, up and play, we so do the fans. <laughs> you know? Gotta gotta earn it. They gotta earn it from us. So we've had Maxi step up. Danny Green has definitely stepped up. Uh Niang has looked his best yeah. in the Heat series as he has, at least last game. He was, you know, holding his own on defense. He hit a couple threes. But it all comes back to Embiid. Everything changed when Embiid came. You know, we 
they can't score at the rim like they used to. So, you know, and it ends up them taking contested threes and them shooting a similar percentage to what we did in the first two games. So, and beat the Sixers are six and two when MB plays in these playoffs. Um, and then when does the MVP play? Uh, you play again next year, like, uh, October, October 2022. Fucking That's fat right. loser, fat That's idiot. He lost in five in the first round. Um, all fellas. the fat nerds, all the fat nerds voted for the fat idiot. Oh, I'm not muted. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to talk about it, right? Apparently, I did not renew the Zoom subscription. So we have four minutes. If we want to talk, oh. we could just hop back on and just stitch together. But no, nah, 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 we can wrap. We can wrap. Talk we'll, to me about we'll, uh, you, Dave. Just give me a quick MVP sh- spiel. There's nothing to say. He's fat. He doesn't brush his teeth. He's out of the playoffs because he's a big fat loser. And um, he has no business winning back-to-back MVPs. This is a clear fucking propaganda job from, from Dave Silver at the top. Hating the process, not, not allowing any vindication. But we will get our vindication when Joel hoists the finals MVP, the only MVP award that matters. That's all I have to say about the matter. Beautifully said. So, guys, where do you want to end with this? Uh Predictions for the rest of the series? 4-2 Sixers. 4-2 Sixers. Let's fucking go. Dude, you look like you like that. What's your prediction? Yep, Sixers and Six. KB? I'll stay with it. Sixers and Six? It's got to be. Who am I to go against the group? Sixers and Six. Let's go. Let's fucking go, (laughs) baby. Let's get this one tomorrow. Are we going to pod after game six? Is that the prediction? Yeah. We always pot after the wins. <laughs> tomorrow and Thursday. I can't pot. I can't pot tomorrow because it's the it's the it's the Mrs. Tomorrow, because if, if we do win tomorrow, <laughs> I think I might be too happy to do anything. I might just I might just rewatch yeah. the game and everything. We'll, uh, pod, we'll, pod, thir- we'll pod Thursday night. We'll talk about Thursday night. We'll crack a couple beers. We'll talk about our first trip to the Eastern Conference Finals since uh, since we were in third grade. How about that? How's that sound? It doesn't even feel real to me if, if they did end up getting the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> he said it doesn't feel real. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, no. You, you, know, you I, sorry, I, I said that wrong. Like, yeah, I know what you, I know what it you, doesn't I know what feel you. like the thought. The thought of it doesn't yes. feel real. So, like, I we all said Sixers and Six. And I'm like, oh shit, what's gonna go wrong? <laughs> because no. like, I can't imagine us going to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's I, that's what I meant by that. I wasn't saying like. Oh, we like write it up, and you know what I mean. Um, but I, coming. I, I think you guys are right. I think if Embiid is on the court, we're the better team, and you know, nine times out of ten, the better team wins in the playoffs. But you know, anything could happen. You Duncan Robinson come off the bench and start hitting seven threes. Mm-hmm. Max Struess can start get hot. Tyler Hero, we've done a good job oh, of limiting him the last two games. He could, you know, maybe Miami comes up and. Uh, he gets hot. Who knows? It, it, Tyler Hero is such a fucking punk. I hate that kid. He's such a. He's really good, but he's a fucking punk. I can't stand him. <laughs> I just really like, hate him. Irrational like, hate. I could regret this, but like, it just seems like if I'm being all serious, it almost seems like Miami relies on him a little too much. Yeah, you know? that's he's all. He's their only weapon. It's like he did. Jimmy is. Uh, wow, Jimmy. We got. We didn't even talk about Jimmy. He's he's been great, but that, that's all they got. It's Jimmy and, and Hero. Everybody else is, stinks. They're not good. I mean, I cannot believe, knock on wood, God, dear God, please. But I thought Max Struess and Gabe Vincent would be like the Splash Brothers. 
they've been, I mean, they look like the G league players and uh, you know, no one's killing us out bio was, was until Joel came back and uh, it's Jimmy, it's Jimmy and uh, not even hero in Philly on the road. Hero has just been incredible at home. We'll see. See, game five is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be not going to be easy by any stretch, but I, I believe we pull it out. All right, fellas. We'll talk to you. We're thinking Thursday. Trust the process. TTP. Six TTP. and six. Let's All right, fellas. Take care.